You are listening to Echoes with Thoughts, a podcast that will keep you informed and will keep you on the edge of your seat. Now sit back, open up a can of pop or some water, as Sosalyn, your host, goes behind the mic and talks about life in general. Remember to keep it saucy. Well, hello and welcome with Echoes with Sauce. And I am here with my co-host, Michael Gardner. And we have exciting news before I bring Michael back on. We are going to be going to new programming next week. So this is kind of a pilot program to see how, like, what the feedback is. Um, So we're going to do Echoes with Sauce on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And we're going to do Remember God Loves You and I'll Meet at the Finish Line uh, episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And so we're going to try to see if I can bring my co-host on. We're going to try to make him a regular co-host. And I'm sure he's been very good at that, and I'm very blessed on those three days. But it all depends within our scheduling. So that is exciting news. And um, and I definitely can tell you, Michael, um, it's a little bit, I kind of botched the episode on Wednesday because I tried to do it by myself, and it was a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> weird, huh? How was it weird? I don't know, because normally, like, I ask questions, and I think I've, I think you've been on my show, like, it's a good thing, way too many, like, too consistent, and I haven't done, like, a, a solo, or a pilot, like, or a solo show in a hot minute, and so it was a little bit kind of fumbling over my words, even when I had my transcript and fumbling and jumbling and be like kind of quite a bit, a couple seconds of dead time. And it was a little bit, it was a little bit frustrating and the numbers saw it. So it's, you know, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, well, see, you got a little comfortable, you know, it happens, you know, sometimes people are so comfortable talking to one another, like whether they have co-host or, you know, they're a solo uh, host or a podcaster. So I get it, man. You know, sometimes like, you know, I stumble over my words sometimes because I'm used to having people that, you know, kind of uh, cross a little bit with with the conversation. So it's easy, you know what I mean. And and, and co-hosting is is actually a good thing, Sash. You know, you you get to rest in between the conversation and the yeah. segments and stuff. So I get it, man. So we have. I had to bring you up on this conversation because there were two actually major developing going on, major developments going on. And I'm like, all right, what a better person to talk to on Friday than my co-host, Michael Gardner, because I think he and I are on the same page. So the the report came out, um, a couple reports came out. Uh, Yesterday, the Supreme Court had a very, yesterday was an awful day for, if you're a Democrat, it was an awful day for you. Um, if you're a Republican, it was an okay day. I wouldn't say it was like a super great day. Um, and if you were an independent, you're thinking, oh, thank God I'm an independent. I don't side with neither political party. And if you were a communist, you're thinking, oh, it was a great day for Vladimir Putin. Because a lot of things happened. And I, and I am not shy. And you'd be surprised. Okay. My inbox was completely full of saying, well, how dare you sympathize with Putin and how dare you? And I knew I was going to get that, but did you, we're going to start off with that. What are your thoughts 
on the interview with Tucker Carlson and Putin. Wow. I mean, you nailed the coffin right on the spot, Sas. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was seeing, first of all, I want to go to social media with the reactions and the comments coming through uh, very heavily on a couple platforms, uh, mainly on X. Uh, you know, a lot of comp- comments surfacing TikTok. Uh, I don't pay attention to, you know, the whole uh, crap on Facebook. Uh, I can't see anything on Instagram. I'm still shadow banned on Instagram. But, um, you know, mainly on X, man, like uh, people just, you know, some negatives, some positives. Let's start with the negatives. Um, uh, One comment coming in, and I'm not going to dox anybody, guys, so don't worry. Uh, One comment coming in basically saying, I'm not going to watch the Tucker or the Putin interview because of Putin spinning propaganda about the history of Russia and the United States and the rest of the Western world. Another comment coming in saying more propaganda being spread across by Vladimir Putin and Tucker Carlson just kissing his rear end along the way. Um, Some positives coming in saying God bless Tucker Carlson for stepping in. Uh, As any other journalists have been saying for years, they wish they can interview Vladimir Putin. Um, But a lot of people, Sas, and um, I mean, I'm just, you know, saying a couple of comments that kind of struck me that I've kind of saved in my notation that I wanted to present on your show. Uh, A lot of people are upset with Tucker. They're calling him an American traitor. They're calling him a propagandalist. They're calling him a warmonger. They're calling him every book that can be basically slammed against him. Uh, every title, right? Um, I call Tucker Carlson a person that has gojones, you know? And the reason why I say that is because Tucker Carlson is not like a normal journalist. First of all, he's not a journalist. He's not a scripted man. He believes giving content and airing information over whether it's his show or any other airwaves here in America or even across the sea, you know, in Russia. He believes in interviewing people and people are upset at Tucker because Tucker actually did what he said he was going to do instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to interview Putin and then never gets the chance to because they're all talk. And no action sauce. So I applaud Tucker for doing that. I really do. Well, and the question, um, well, the bigger question is, wouldn't you say Megyn Kelly is a traitor then? Wouldn't you say Jim Acosta is a traitor then? And a warmonger because in CNN in 60 Minutes? Wouldn't you say all those? If you're going to play that card, can't you say that 60 Minutes uh, is a warmonger? Because after all, they did an interview with him like in 2005. Jim Acosta did it back in the 90s. Megyn Kelly did it in 2008. So wouldn't you, can't you flip the card on them and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Aren't you guys warmongers too? Well, they are actually. I can, I can, because I, you know, you can, you can say that they peddle the propaganda. They peddle all that sauce. Uh, Those are journalists. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist. He's an actual host. And I want to separate journalist from host. He actually doesn't play the biased card. He says it right down the middle. And Megyn Kelly, 
Sure. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Yeah. And so I thought the interview was a very Putin surely knows his history, actually. Like, I was surprised of how much history he knew. And Who, Putin or yeah, and, No, Putin, because when he spoke, oh. uh, Vladimir Putin, it was like it was a history lesson of like how Russia became what it, it is today. And I think that is so important that a world leader knows the history of their country, even before stepping into office. I mean, oh, absolutely. And I think that was like very, very informative. And and not only that, but I didn't know that the United States told Russia and told Gordon Gordonstaff no to the UN Council and to the UN. They voted no hmm. on Russia, and and other countries wanted Russia in the UN Council, but then United States said no, and it was to Bill Clinton that part of my language, pissed Russia off and blew blew Russia off. So it was Bill Clinton that actually uh, provoked Russia's division to this very day. And Biden did. Oh, you got to be careful with that, because uh, if you say that, Sas, the Democrats will say, no, Bill Clinton had no no hand on that whatsoever. Oh, he had. You know, they'll try to twist it. Oh, he had hand on uh, Monica Walensky, though. Oh, sure. Yeah. He, well, he had more than his hand on her. I mean, the hand went right up the dress. Us. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, well, we're not going to be talking about um, uh, well, no. Bill Clinton. He was he was, you know, I, I did not have any types of affairs with Monica. She was only in the, in the Oval Office because she was trying to dust my, my desk, the Oval Desk. Underneath the desk. She saw a dust bunny underneath the desk. And it just yeah. it just accidentally slipped in. I didn't know. I'm telling you, Sauce, it's it's, it, it's terrible what happened to me over 40 years ago. Just about. <laughs> it, yeah, oh boy. So I, I don't know. The whole thing it was. I absolutely loved it, and it was a very. And the reactions again. I think it, you're pretty much. I have to shut my reactions off, um, because I posted on TikTok and I posted on other platforms and it is holy cow it is like blowing up and it's not very my favorite well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know kiss you know putin's rear end by saying this but uh you know you have to expect putin to know his history i mean the guy you know not only do i i mean i don't agree with every policy that he puts forward both you know domestic and foreign in his country, uh, domestic meaning, you know, stuff that would favor Russia and then foreign, which would pretty much institute us and the rest of the Western world. But um, he's an intelligent officer, Sas. Uh, he's a brilliant guy. I mean, of course he would know his history. What people expect him not to know his history? Yeah. Well, he, well, <laughs> he definitely knows. He knows more history than I do. Because this brings to, yeah. this brings to another uh, segue. So yesterday, I posted this about the 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 DOJ or the Justice Department uh, posted the the special counsel report, and right, holy cow! The fact that they said they're going to press no charges on Joe Biden saying, well, don't bring him to court because he is mentally unstable. And I, 
I got to read a couple of the, I actually got the report and so it's actually on my Google Drive. Um, and it's open to the public. Um, it is unredacted. It is um, it's open and anyone can access it. But I'm sure they're not going to because it's over 355 pages long. And as I was reading, I came across page three or page 208 and 208, 207 to 208. Yeah, it was the same page that Joe Biden pulled up to, Sauce. Did you notice that in his speech uh, the other day where he was like, he was like, I've read, I've read it and you can go to page such and such. Well, and I mean, it was like Joe Biden was almost going to cry, like literally cry saying that, you know, I, I am the most fitted president. I've, I've been in this I, I've been in political uh, in the political and uh, oh God, I'm stumbling I, like Biden now guys <laughs> basically said that I've been in the political part for over 40 years. okay I'm trying to remember what the hell he actually said, but he I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but he says that the special counsel should have not put that against my name. I did nothing wrong. Well, if he did nothing wrong, why is he so, you know, hesitant on his wording? And why is he so scared of what things might come out after him? You know, with the whole garage incident and the files and the Corvette and, oh, you know, uh, I might have been confused, folks. I, I, I accidentally put files in an, uh, an unlocked box. Well, well, it was more than unlocked boxes. It was more like, I mean... There was I looked through the I looked through the images on the the report. There was okay, no joke, okay. There was the report there was paper documentation of the Afghanistan stuff literally in between his mattress between when him and whoever sleeps on on top of the bed. There were there were like paperwork in between the mattresses. There was also paperwork right on the kitchen table. So people can just like if Hunter, who's doing his cocaine with probably some like other world leader, can just go and not access it. The, there was so much documentation spread throughout the house next to the potting soil, next to the, the dog crates, next to a broken lamp and next to um, next to the toilet seat on the floor. Do you honestly think that is a secure place? Well, according to Joe Biden, he did nothing of the kind. He did nothing wrong. Uh, his staff members accidentally may have misplaced items that's and put them where they weren't supposed to be. Well, according to Joe Biden in his speech, that's what he said, Sauce, right? I mean. <laughs> and on the kitchen table and in between my mattresses, do you honestly think those are secure areas? Uh, no, and, no. Uh, anybody can, you know, pick them up and do what they please. I mean, a staff member can easily pick them up if they don't have the access to them. Um, to my knowledge, Sauce, do, do staff members have uh, clearance to pick up any of that? So, actually, nope. so I've, I've actually, I was in the military and we, we learned about this. Uh, the only person that is authorized, it, so the only person that can, he uh, can access it is the individual themselves if they request uh, on behalf of it. So if it was Joe Biden, he is the only one that has access. He can like move it around, and that's the only person that can do that. So he is right, but he continually said his staff members. Now those staff members, again, Sash, you just basically went over uh, procedures, you know, through like the military and all that. 
which would kind of piggyback off of a presidential level, right? Yeah. Uh, they staff members do not have federal clearance uh, to move any classified document whatsoever. No. So you just heard him uh, admittedly, openly, admittedly saying in that speech the other day that my staff members may have accidentally moved it. Well, if his staff members accidentally moved it, did they just commit uh, American treason? I mean, you have to ask that question. Yeah. Well, and and here's the and, and and also too, Sauce, did the president also commit American treason for allowing his staff members to misplace those files? You can't misplace a file between your bed, between your mattresses. You can't misplace a file and put it next to your potting soil. And into tethered box where they, when the people had to go in, they had to treat it so carefully. They had to put on a hazmat suit because it was so like, it was like the dog took a dump on the piece of paper, and <laughs> they had to put a hazmat suit on. What were they? What was there like some kind of like anthrax or something like that on the document or what? No, there was there was like um there was the dog urine because the dog their dog went and went to like urinated on top of documentation uh did really? they, they did they they had to, that's why they had to move it to a different box <laughs> and and well and the the paper ended up being uh regarding the whole afghanistan stuff and also regarding the whole ukraine stuff and so there was like other documentation regarding that but i find that hilarious that his own dog took a took a dump on on the paper <laughs> Oh, but that's <laughs> their own dog don't even like the president. That's terrible. Oh, but oh, but guess what? That's a safe. That's a safe place. Remember, that's a secure area. That's a very, very secure area. I mean, uh, according to Joe, I mean, we're talking about by dumb, right? Yeah. So, but the question you have to look at, though, okay, is how can you honestly? I, I mean. It just honestly just blows my mind. I, I don't think I've ever been so, like, I, I, I don't know. It, it just, if President Trump did this, and this shows you the two, just two-tier system, do as I say, not as I do, okay? We're going to charge you with 40 indictments, but, and, but for what you did, and at least President Trump had it in a secure area, and the difference between Joe Biden and President Trump is President Trump was president at that time, so he had full access to it, just like Joe yeah. Obama did, and he took documentation. Joe Biden. Oh yeah, you would see you would see Mar-a-Lago 2.0 all over again. You know, instead of the, the feds knocking on Mar-a-Lago, the feds would be knocking on the White House. Excuse me, sir. Uh, we have to check something. Uh, something is very suspicious here. What? Well, he was vice he was vice president and senator at the time. So automatically, and I loved what Ted Cruz had to say last night. You a, pre, a vice president, a vice the only person that can take classified information is a sitting president. Last time I checked, um, Joe Biden was not a sitting president. I mean, well, after all, he did say you do have to give him a pass because I read through the documentation, and. One of the questions I was asked was, "Do you remember when you were vice president?" And he's like, well, "Yeah, he 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 he, de he declined to answer. Or at least he kind of like mumbled over the uh, 
the question. Like he didn't remember what he was vice president. Yeah. He didn't remember what year he was vice president. He didn't remember if he was in the Senate. Um, he didn't know he was married to Joe Biden. And he didn't know that he had a son named Bo. Yeah, but did you did you see him rebuttal against that one part about Bo? He's like, what in the hell is wrong with you? Why the hell would you ask me a question like that? Of course I remember who Bo is. We have a, uh, a, uh, we, we, we commit a memory of, of his passing every year and this and that. I'm the president of the United States, and I'm the most fitted man that can run this nation due to my experience in politics. Oh, I'm so like, yeah, I'm so fitted that I'm too old to stand on trial, and I'm too old, and I'm too incompetent to stand on trial. And you know, and let, let alone we had a 97 year old grandma last week stand on trial because she, I, I don't know, she did a speeding ticket, so she went to court at 97 years old. If a 97 year old grandma can stand trial, you can stand on trial. Yeah. I mean, you know, just because you're the president of the United States, it doesn't give you special privileges. You're just like an average American then if you are committing crime and you should stand on trial. But, you know, like at this point, Sus, you know, in the beginning of his presidency, um, was a joke. It still is. But at this point, I'm not laughing anymore. I'm really concerned for his well-being. I really am. I'm, I'm concerned about our nation. I'm concerned about our national security risk that he poses because of his memory loss. Uh, if there was ever a major conflict in this nation, do you think Joe Biden would be able to carry out that command uh, to secure our liberties and freedoms as a nation? No, no. Well, he did. Um, well, he did kill. Well, he has blood on his hands. Look at the Afghanistan fiasco the 13 service members, and last week. Have you noticed a lot of military service members have died? Like, since he's taken office on purpose, like, 13 members died in 2021. 20, okay. Just yesterday, over five Marines were killed in California. Okay. And last week was three other service members in Jordan over a... Apparently, what happened is there was a miscalculation... And once again, it was an American drone that ended up hitting the barracks in which uh, the the service people were sleeping in that ended up taking three lives and killing or uh, killing three lives and injuring dozens more. It was an American drone. And then not only that, but a week before, you also had two Navy SEALsmen that were killed in Yemen. And the list can go on. It's like. How many they they don't want to recognize it, Sauce. At least they don't want to recognize it, or they just don't want to uh, bring it up. Um, you know, you got to remember something that not only are the Democrats irresponsible with policy, but they're very smart on how they go about things. Um, you look at Corrine Jean Pierre, was it about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago now, that could not even say their names slurring throughout the entire speech you know that's terrible yeah well said and and now that but she doesn't want to answer like questions from peter ducey saying oh we're not going to go down that rabbit hole and it was a rabbit hole and peter ducey all he asked was well you realize the german the france president died in 1995 you realize why did he mention that like is that okay like She's like, well, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Well, 
I would. What's wrong with answering that question? That's code. That's code for that. We do realize that we made a mistake, and they don't want to openly admit it on a live mic. That is being presented through the entire country. Every major news network is covering that statement of what Peter Ducey had just said to the press secretary. They don't want to openly admit on that live mic the mistakes that they have been making for the past four years throughout the entire Biden administration. Failed mistake after failed mistake after failed mistake, border issues, migration, immigration, illegal immigration, all that sauce. It's all been a mistake and they can't tackle it. Like this is uh, warnings that President Trump had told us for years of what's going to happen. And people looked at Trump like he was like an insurrectionist. He was a Marxist. He was an evil guy. Like, oh, Donald Trump is just spitting narrative because he's upset because he lost the election. No, he's upset because of where our nation is going. We're the most powerful nation in this world, but yet alone, we're led by idiots, literally idiots. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only that, but how, like the fact that you can't even like answer like a basic question and it's like, and it's not even, it's not even funny anymore. It is honestly like just really, really gr- grotesque and disgusting. It's like, it's, I don't know what to say though, but it's just. Everything that they're doing, Sauce, is, is literally destroying uh, the bedrock principles of our, of our society. Like everything from high inflation to high rent mortgages, everything. Guys, th- what Sauce and I are talking about, it, 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 we're not we're not just stating this just to get clickbait, okay? We're, these are facts. Like, look everything around you. Like, look at your rent. Look at your mortgage. Look at your your food prices. Look at everything. There's Sauce, you know people where I live currently, even in Florida? Yeah, Florida, okay? Like, there are people that can't afford to go out. And some of these people have you know, still make a good living for themselves, but they can't afford to take their wives or their family out to, you know, a nice restaurant here and there and enjoy themselves. Right. They can't do that because, you know, the prices are jacked up. You know, I mean, well, I covered this on my show like a couple weeks ago. Like my, I, I was trying to take my daughter out to a nice restaurant. I mean, I, we still went there. But I'm looking at the bill towards the end of it, and the receipt was like, oh, God, with the tip and everything, it was almost like $300 for the both of us. Yeah. I mean, let me say that again, folks. $300 restaurant bill. Does that sound enjoyable? I don't know. Maybe call me crazy, Sauce, but I mean, do you actually enjoy the, the food? Might have been tasty, but do, do you actually did you actually enjoy, or did I actually enjoy sitting there 
after receiving that huge amount of a bill for two people, $300. That's, that's terrible. That's not life. That's misery, man. Well, here's also misery. So I've also noticed this, and I want to make this loud and clear. Okay. And I want you to be, you're going to think, okay, holy cow, this got up that bad. So I looked out, I drove outside of Madison um, for gas. You know, I had to try to see, and I wanted to see. So starting last week, okay, well, starting this past, on Monday, okay, the gas was 259 Guess how much the gas rose on the suburb, like on the outskirts of Madison, like about 50 miles outside of Madison. Guess how much the gas rose between that? Guess what it is? Uh, I, I, again, Sas, I, I can imagine. I, I don't know. 320. It went up from where? What, went, how much was it before? It, on Monday, on Monday, uh, February, I think, 5th, it was $2.59 at BP. And it was $2.59 at Senex in Westfield, Wisconsin. And it was $2.59 in Ripon, and it was like a couple areas. So it was consistent. Well, and now, how, how much is it now? $3.20. So it, within a span of four, five days. Almost a week, up, yeah. Less than a week, it went up already, I don't know how many cents, $2.59 to, I think about, 60 cents or 70 cents? No. That's a lot in almost a week. Wow. Less than a week. And and I was like, holy cow. I'm like, people can't afford this. I'm like, now, Madison, Wisconsin, that you do, uh, Madison, we went over $4. So what do you expect? You can't, I mean, that's, that's a given. But yeah, I stopped at uh, uh, this, this uh, uh, gas station over in, what was it over near downtown Orlando uh, yesterday? And it was at the racetrack. Um, and racetrack yesterday was at $3.45. Now, the week before that, it was at $2.89. So, it, I mean, it's gone up too here uh, tremendously. And you know, I, I mean, we're only in February, right? Can you imagine what it's going to be like in the summertime? Oh, boy. Well, and somehow, so I was like, holy cow. And I'm like, this is like expensive now. I'm like, I'm like, how can people like, afford, like people can't afford this like in outskirts of like in rural areas of Wisconsin. People can't afford that. And, no. and it's like. How sad is this? And our governor at the same time is now focused on uh, protecting the trees and protecting like, um, like he's a client. Uh, he, he's a, he's into the climate and you know like that and yeah. Oh, he's he, he he sounds like more of like a Bernie Sanders, right? Like a Green New Deal, you know, millionaires, and billionaires, you know. I mean, but but see, and it's just truly sad. Um, I was like very heartbroken by it because. I'm like, and this is all like, a, I'm like, people are excited, and let alone with a dollar per pound of what I did even a week ago. Um, well, thoughts and, and Biden is America, man. You really need like between two to three, sometimes four jobs just to survive. I mean, that's what it's breaking down to. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I know people uh, personally uh, before Biden took over, uh, they could easily get by with just one job, like a really good paying job, one job. That was it. Now they're telling me I had to take on a second and sometimes three jobs, you know, now just to get by, you know, to pay the rent, pay the mortgage, pay the car payment, food, everything. Yeah. There's like three jobs just to do that now. I'm like, what? Like how many hours a week do you work with all that? People I know that they're putting in like 70 plus hours a week, man, a week. That's not two weeks, folks. That's a week. 70 plus hours a week. Times that by four. That's how many hours they're putting in a month, sus. Yeah. And that and that's just and that is like really, really atrocious and just absolutely heartbreaking for people to go just people to go through that kind of like a struggle. They're burning themselves out, man. Yeah. They are. Like they're 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 I, I I know people, you know, like that I see in my neighborhood, like they by the time they come back, you know, they're I mean, they have that that strain on their face, that look, and like, like, oh God, I'm exhausted. And they might get home, and they might have like a, maybe an hour and a half between two, three hours to sleep in between, and then they have to wake up three hours later to go to another job. It's like some of these people they tell me, like, I barely see my kids now. I, I barely see my wife or my girlfriend or you know whatever. You know, it's like, man, that's not a life. That goes back to the restaurant thing I was just mentioning. That's not life, man. That's misery. You're not enjoying life. You're not, you're supposed to sit down with family and friends and enjoy all that. Yeah. But in Biden's America, I, I, I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares on how much he's affecting this nation on a negative view because it's not positive. If it was positive, we'd, we'd be like, yeah, Biden's doing great. You know, he's lowering taxes. He's keeping the inflation down and we're making really good money and this and that. Like, you're not seeing that under this president. You're seeing a lot of people, even supposedly people that voted for him, which I don't believe, well, you know, even say the same thing. And, and, and you also have to wonder, and I was going to ask this, but I'm going to ask you on, I want your thoughts on it. How can people still support, like, clearly we know that he's not in charge. And even Putin even said that. How can people still support him? And you look at all these polls, and you honestly have to wonder who are they interviewing and who are they polling? I mean, literally, you know, it's like how the, can people and how can the Democrats be this naive and this un, well? And I'm going to come up with a bold statement. Okay, I believe the Democrats are so like you can get so uneducated to the point you're actually dumb. You can get so so sophisticated that you're dumb. Like you can be a college, you can be a doctor, college degree, and that you can just be as dumb as a rock because you still vote for a person that's like, oh yeah, I didn't know what president you are. I didn't like, you don't even know what country you're in, but at the same time, uh, you still vote for that person. I don't know how. Yeah. Are, are they voting for policy or are they voting for popularity? You know, like, are we seeing a shift now in, in, in the voting process now, Sas? Like. Again, I'll repeat that so your listeners can understand. Like when people go to the to the ballot box or they do the mail-in ballot or however they choose to vote, right? Again, are they voting for policy message or are they voting for popularity? Because 
he or she may look good on a poster or, you know, a special graphic uh, bumper sticker or, you know, flash photography through commercials. I mean, is that how the voting has changed and shifted? Well, if you think that Biden is popular, I don't know what you – if you think Biden is popular. No, I don't. I'm just saying, like, are, are people, are, are people you know, shifting to, to that direction? You know, like, we should be voting for message, policy, uh, strong policies for that matter. We should be voting on that. We shouldn't be voting on popularity because of what I just mentioned. Yeah. You're seeing more of that now. You know, and uh, I think, you know, President Putin made, uh, you know, some valuable points. You know, I don't agree with everything he says, but, you know, there was things that he said in that interview that kind of caught my attention. You know, he went into the whole tax issue, uh, which really got to my attention. I don't know if you've seen that part of the interview, but he went right into taxes, you know, and all that. And. I mean, after he went into that part, you know, you even had Tucker Carlson like, hmm, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I honestly do not know how people are, like, how they still can tolerate this incompetent man who doesn't even know he's president. He did, doesn't even know. And I only read parts of the inter- <clears throat> parts of the documentation, and I'm going to read more of it. And I, I, I'm just speechless. And it's like, it honestly blows my mind. And I'm like, do you honestly, if I were a Democrat, do I honestly think I would want this man still representing the free world? Yeah. I, you know, class, as we close it up, man, like, you know, I, I think, uh, I think America of how I see it is truly on life support right now. Um, yeah. We have the wires hooked up to us as a nation And we're just begging the nurses and doctors to keep those wires plugged in. Uh, Because if they unplug the wires right now, and what I mean by this, folks, is if you unplug the wires, be very, very careful. Because when you unplug the life support of this nation, that will lead to impeachment hearings of Biden. And I know a lot of people want Biden impeached, but if we impeach him right now, Sus, it could be dangerous rhetoric that could lead up to the 2024 election. And what I mean by that is if Biden gets impeached, where does our nation go from there? Well, it would go to the person that's next to Biden, and that would be Kamala Harris. So do you think the policies would change on the course of, say, now currently, which it could be either February, March, or April, because I know the you know, they're trying to get the impeachment hearings heavily presented um, with Biden. Um, you know, can America survive up until November if Kamala were to take the helm of presidency? Oh, boy, that's well, I I think we should just stay on the life support, man, to be honest with you, until November and hope for the best that things don't get worse and just listen man just let biden you know ride out the rest of his presidency until november and then hopefully you know we can pray as a nation that trump does take over in 
November and becomes the 47th president and our country will turn around for the best. Um, that's what I'm hoping for, Sas. Well, all they, really well, all the Democrats have to do is hope for, wait it out until they get to the Democratic convention, and then they can nominate Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom as vice president, and then there you have it. Oh, that would be a nightmare. Well, that hey, I would Okay, I want to tell you before we do close it out. You know how long I've been saying that? I've been saying that since last year. Literally, or like earlier last year, I said, you know, who's going to be, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a Democrat that's going to be a, a president, but it's not going to be Biden. It's going to be Michelle Obama or Gavin, and it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Because why is Gavin Newsom going to talking with China? Why is Gavin Newsom acting so presidential all of a sudden? And like, and, but people are so like blinded that they're going to vote for Michelle Obama because she's somewhat favorable and stuff. And Michelle Obama's been going on speaking rallies she's been going on and getting endorsement stuff so i don't i wouldn't put a pass to it at all that could be the next uh here's here's a term that i that i just recently coined that could be the next plan agenda right like agenda but it's the next plan agenda yeah of the democrats <laughs> you never know sauce and so i honestly do and i I'm going to stick to it, though. I'm I'm really going to be bent on saying that it's going to be Michelle Obama is going to be president and it's going to be Gavin Newsom as vice president. And it's, you know, it's something that is I think we have to really we can't take that out anymore. We can't think of it as like, oh, it's not going to really happen. It's not going to, you know, is this actually going to happen? This not going to happen. It could happen. It, it, yeah. yeah, we can't think of that anymore. We have to be prepared for it. Uh, but I also do think that America cannot afford another uh, four years, even a, even if it's even if it's get Michelle Obama or uh, Biden, they cannot afford another Democrat four more years because that's just no. Because the only candidate right now that can fix all this is is Trump. Um, he's done it before, yeah. and you know, God willing, he needs to do it again. Yeah, and Nikki Haley needs to get out. The fact, yeah, yeah, she's just you know, she's just wasting her time, she's wasting her money in the campaign, she's wasting even the money coming from her donors yeah. and, and lobbyists and all that stuff. I mean, like, just like, what is she doing it for? Well, she, I mean, she, she can't win against a ghost, and that's pretty sad. She can't, like, uh, that no name candidate that was like on Tuesday, the primary, you had one simple task, and that was to beat the no name candidate. And even the no-name candidate beat you. You're talking about the no-label yeah, no uh, party? No, no, no. Yeah. On the Republican Party on Tuesday, they had a primary, a Republican primary. And President Trump was not on the Republican primary. He was, instead of, he opted to do the caucus where the 26 delegates was available. And Nikki Haley couldn't even beat the no-label, like the no-name. So there was like nobody running except a ghost. And she couldn't even do that. Oh God! Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, with this in mind, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, and remember to keep us saucy. Don't